top 15 verses all year, and it was hard to pick one. But we'll get to that. Dreamville featuring Shaq West and Kenny Mason Stick. J. Cole. Oh my God. And Jid. Shaq West kept this bitch hype. Game featuring Kanye, Dreezy, and Chiller Fortunate. It's a heavy underdog. Heavy underdog in this thing. Because I like that song. Dramatic was kind of good though. It just bricked because he tried to go after Marshall, man. You, you don't do that. You know better, JCR. Number six, Black Soprano Family featuring Armani Caesar, Bigger BSF. Armani Caesar hung with Benny on this song, as she always does. I mean, I think she's the second best female rapper in the game right now, in my personal opinion. But yeah, that rounds out Posse Cut of the Year. I'm sorry there wasn't more of an explanation, but I gotta float through this and get done before an hour. Best non-hip-hop collab. We got Summer Walker featuring SZA, No Love. I mean, whew. Hot fire, hot fire. And oh yeah, by the way, I hate Billie Eilish. Not the singer, but the song. I hate that song. That shit is hot garbage. I just wanted to say that before I got back to it. Because this sample, this is just Nor Noriega rolling over in his grave. For real, rolling in his grave. Shout out to Bubba Dub 94 though. <laughs> I had to. But anyway, Ari Lennox featuring Lucky Day, Boy Bye. This is a great duet, man. This is incredible. One of the standout tracks on Age Sex Location. LMA featuring Roddy Rich How. This was in here earlier, but I had something else in here. And then when I saw her in concert and heard the song again, it put it right back on my mind to put it back in. Pause that. <laughs> but we talk about a girl, so it's no pause. We don't do pause in Philly. <laughs> but uh, Mary J. Blige and Dave East rent money. Yo. This single was definitely a comeback single for Mary. Even though I enjoyed her previous album, she hadn't been out in a good three and a half years. So Good Morning Gorgeous was definitely a great moment. I've seen Mary also in concert. Number five, Kalani and Justin Bieber up at night. I tell you what, this is one of the 10 favorite songs of mine all year. Every genre. Up at Night is incredible. And I hate Justin Bieber. And this song is fucking fire. Beat everything. Number six. This is a late, 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 late edition. The Isley Brothers and Beyonce make me say it again. This is a very tough choice to pick a collab. I had to put the Isleys in. Out of respect for my OG, right? Some of the richest niggas you ever seen. Some of the richest niggas you ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ron and Beyonce. Best non-hip-hop artist. Oh, yeah, man. No, uh, first, we got Adele. I mean, obviously, Adele came out late last year. So she got a full 12 months. To circulate 
And as far as I'm concerned, I think Adele's album was incredible. That's just me. But you got to put her up against the big dogs, which is Silk Sonic. Man, Silk Sonic got to be one of my, uh, it was, uh, was, it was one of my favorite albums last year. In the last year, calendar year. Incredible, incredible project. The Weeknd. Now, even though uh, Dawn FM wasn't his best project, I still enjoyed it. I still think it's a dope album. And The Weeknd did his damn thing this year. So salute to Abel Jackson. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Beyonce. Oh, this is your favorite girl. This is the uh, who the world just loads over. You won't break my soul. Renaissance, uh, all jokes aside, is a is a really dope album. You know what I'm saying? Very dope album in my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is though, bruh. Jello beats. Beyonce killed that shit. So next up is Chris Brown. Chris Breezy. Um his album didn't do the numbers that it deserved in my eyes. But I still think Chris Brown put out some good material this year and has some dope-ass features. So I had to give Chris Breezy a chance to get out of this best non-hip-hop artist category. Last but totally not least, Miss Ari Lennox. Man, that lady is beautiful and that lady can sing. Pound for pound. As far as singing goes, she up there with Adele and Bruno Mars and all the motherfuckers right now. If we just talking about based off of voice and talent, Ari Lennox is up there. Let's move on to best non-hip-hop song. Oh, man. We got Mooney Long, Hours and Hours. Let me tell you something, man. This song here, man, incredible. You know, because there's a lot of hype. I, I, I didn't hear the song. I was late. I was late to the party. When I heard this song, I was like, oh. That's why everybody tweaking off this shit. And I was just like, yeah. Then I heard the album. I was like, this lady is talented. Because I remember what she used to go by. And... She never like broke through, so she changed her name, her whole image, and everything. And sometimes, like Hitmaker, you gotta rebrand yourself and get that paper. Next up, we got Scissor I Hate You. Yeah, this song is crazy, man. Free Scissor, man. God damn. Free Scissor's album, bro. Word Life. Next, we got. Ari Lennox Pressure. Man, that's one of the more catchier songs of the year. And, you know, it went golden shit. Shout out to Ari. Beyonce, Break My Soul. I mean, it's not my favorite song in the world. 
but it was popping. Uh, Silk Sonic smoking out the window. Incredible song. Incredible. I definitely approve of this. Last but not least, Chris Brown, Warm Embrace. Tough. This is a, this one of the better pure R&B songs released in 2022. On the best non-hip-hop album, we got Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack and Evening with Silk Sonic. I mean, this album is a major threat to be, you know, the best non-hip-hop album. Major threat, but it has different competition because it's a different year. But yeah, Ari Lennox, Age, Sex, and Location. Man, let me tell you something. I ain't gonna lie, this may finish in the top five albums released this year. Definitely a top five album. All categories that I've listened to. Don't ask me about Harry Styles and fucking Bad Bunny. I didn't listen to it, motherfucker. Anyway, let's move on to Sid Broken Hearts Club. Now, this is a kind of like an overlooked R&B album. I definitely suggest you listen to it. Definitely one of the top R&B albums released this year. Lucky Day, Candy Trip, Pause. But um, Lucky Day put out a, a, a banger. Great album, Mooney Love, Mooney Long, Public Displays of Affection, the album. Yeah, Mooney's album is incredible. Well written, well sung. Just a very great experience. I had a very great experience listening to that project from top to bottom and shit. Very incredible. Let's move on to the next category. Best mixtape song. Well, we got Big Sean and Hit Boy. What a life. Hit Boy's had a big year production-wise, and What a Life is definitely highly coveted as one of the doper songs of at the end of last year. Um, then we got Dreamville featuring Two Chains and Young Nutty Barry from Simpson. Jid and 2 Chains tore this shit up, ladies and gentlemen. Then we got Nas Meet Joe Black from the EP Magic. Man. Incredible song. Then we got Snoop Dogg featuring Dave East and Fabulous, Make Some Money. That song is a bop. Featuring Slick Rick and Lil Wayne, the root of all. I'm gonna tell it to you like this: Rick, Ricky D, and Lil Wayne, man. Lil Wayne especially just bust, 
man, just dog. <laughs> they fucked this track up, man. Last but not least, we got Boss featuring J. Cole and Lil TJ the Jacket. Now, I hate Lil TJ. Don't like him at all. But he didn't do enough to ruin the song and to not be nominated. So, I mean, the Jackie is dope, though. Especially J. Cole parts. Boss is dope as well. Definitely an underrated rapper. Mixtape of the year. Let's explain. Obviously, well, these are the six highest rated mixtapes. And, you know, I last year I implemented a new rule that soundtracks and EPs can be included in the mixtape of the year category due to the fact that um, EPs are unfair. Like five songs. Come on, man. That's not fair gotta be fair here like a lot of people put a lot of work into these full-length albums and they're all risky eps are not necessarily a risk to me to me a lot of people ain't gonna agree with that premise but hey just had to let you know before i spoke nas magic yes nas magic i mean as far as I'm concerned, I love Magic. This is an incredible project. Definitely a great appetizer for King's Disease 3. Next up, we got Ari Lennox Away Message EP. This came out the week before Age, Sex, and Location. And these, I think it's five records. All of them are incredible. One of them actually made the album, and it's the collaboration between her and Summer Walker. Uh, next up, we got Conway the Machine. Green, greetings, Earthlings. So, greetings, Earthlings, man. Fire. Man, greetings, Earthlings. Conway was in his bag, rapping over today's hot beats and finding a way for him to fit well. But anyway, next we got Snoop Dogg presents Death Row Summer. you about that death row summer just great man snoop dogg bringing death row back was a was a dope idea and then including some of them the former uh death row artists on that new project man the the highlights for me i mean i actually played one of the songs in the intro from that project which contained uh rafael sadiq and miguel yeah, who would have thought that we needed a, a Raphael, Sadiq, and Miguel song in 2022? Uncle Snoop did. Yeah, this is the, the, the hype that they had for God did. Should have been the hype for Death Row Summer, in my opinion. Plus, the East Side as in Hit Boy record was crazy. The record with Jay Black and October London, crazy. 
Like, there's a lot of dope collaborations on there. The Dog Pound record, uh, Whoop Dee Whoop, fire. Um, next up, we got DJ Premier, Hip Hop 50, Volume 1. Definitely incredible beats, incredible features. You know, we got Remy Ma and Rhapsody on the same song. You see, y'all females out there fighting. Yeah, this is all Nikki's fault. Because she's starting shit with artists that are successful now. And she is just upset that all of her records don't hit like they used to. Even though Super Freaky Girl is a big hit, the record is ass. And it's just as horrible as Anaconda is. Just wanted to put that out there. But y'all can learn, y'all female rappers, don't feed the animals. Ignore Nicki Minaj and her jealousy for new, young, up and coming female success, man. Take a page out of Remy Ma and Rhapsody's playbook and stand together. You heard? But it also has Joey Badass and, of course, the Slick Rick and Lil Wayne record that I mentioned. And a Nas feature that is insane. Next up, last but not least, Joyce Rice, R&B singer. She was nominated last year in one of my categories. She put out a dope-ass Afrobeat-inspired EP. The tracks got bounce and flavor. And Joyce has a... Oh, yeah, man. It's incredible. Label of the year. Um, so we got Interscope, Def Jam, Atlantic, Dreamville, CMG, and Griselda. Yeah, I know it's a lot of controversy. A lot of people wanted quality control on here. They definitely deserve to be in here, but I felt like Griselda did a little bit more. Griselda did... <laughs> Alright, most lyrical album. We got Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Even though I feel like K-Dot took more of a songwriter's approach to this album, it still belongs on this list. As Kendrick Lamar is a lyricist. Conway the Machine, God Don't Make Mistakes. This is a really personal body of work for a machine you know what I'm saying very personal body of work for Conway then we got Lupe Fiasco Drill Music and Zion a lot of people is wondering why this album is nominated how did Lupe get in Lupe's played out. Lupe this, Lupe that. Lupe sold your mama some crack. The thing is, right? Lupe still spits crack. Lupe still got bars. Lupe like to drink. Lupe like to smoke. Lupe like to... <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all know the rest. And the lyrical wordplay on this album is incredible. Nas Magic, once again, our our good buddy Nasir Jones continuing to do his thing in 2022, 
Big salute to him. Then we got Benny the Butcher's Tana Talk 4. Oh, yeah. The Butcher coming, nigga. Then last but not least, a late addition. This dude came out of nowhere. Now, I knew that this man can rap. But on this project, this nigga was acting like he was freestyling on Funk Flex the whole album. Yeah, Kiss the Ring. My goodness. Incredible album by Rome Streets. Kiss the Ring by Rome Streets. Most lyrical album. Alright, lyrical song of the year. The six songs that I believe had the best bars. First up, we got Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5. Obviously, this song was very introspective, has a lot of substance, and was a very controversial song. Then we got Biddy the Butcher featuring J. Cole, Johnny Peace Caddy. This is definitely my, still probably my favorite song released in 2022. Just a very incredible record from top to bottom, y'all. Then we got Jay-Z featuring Jadakiss and Conway the Machine, King Kong Rhythm. If y'all unfamiliar with that record, that was featured on the Heart of They Fall soundtrack. I mean, you got who I view as the greatest rapper of all time. Someone who I view is the greatest punchline rapper to ever do this thing. In my opinion, and Jada. Then you got Conway the Machine. You got the machine. Man, just think about that for a second. Let that marinate. Number the, the next the next one up, we got Nas meet Joe Black. Of course. Nas was snapping on this record, hands down. Then we got Big Snoop Dogg featuring Benny the Butcher, Jadakus, and Busta Rhymes and Murder Music. Then last but not least, we got Rome Streets featuring Benny the Butcher and Stove God Cook's Blow for Blow, which was also a late addition. Why Benny the Butcher's featured on here? I mean, isn't Benny a lyricist? And I mean, it just so happens that Benny's on this list three times. A lot of people gonna trip about that. Cause I usually don't try to oversaturate an artist in these categories, but I can't help it if niggas got bars. I can't help it if, the, if niggas is nice. Now let's move on to lyricist of the year, ladies and gentlemen. It's another key prime category here. We got Kendrick Lamar. I mean, like I said, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers wasn't his most lyrical body of work, but he put in enough work to make the list. Obviously, the artist-related categories are ranked by their album sales, which is also a new feature that I installed. Like if, if you're in an artist of the year category or whatever of the year, 
you're ranked by your album sales. Number two, we got Pusha T. Pusha T put out a very dope album this year. It's almost dry. And, you know, he's lyrically up there as far as, like, the best rappers right now and shit. Next up, we got the boy Freddie Gibbs. Soul Sold Separately was long awaited and anticipated, and it lived up to the hype. Actually surpassed, it surpassed the hype, in my opinion. Because we got guys who don't really fuck with Gibbs like that praising the album. Then we got his rival, <laughs> Benny the Butcher. The Butcher coming, nigga. So. We got Benny the Butcher. As I told you and as I've said, Benny's been consistent all year. Definitely got four or five top 15 verses all year number five conway the machine oh my god conway the machine has been consistent all year consistently releasing classic project after classic project this man released four projects within the last 12 months that's amazing and they're all dope it's not like conway was dropping bullshit in between those projects. He was actually outside. Last but not least, this was a hard decision. This was a hard decision. It was between a couple of rappers, but I'm gonna name this guy, and then I'm gonna name the people that I had and was thinking about. Number six, Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks had came back again this year and dropped Course of the Inevitable um, Part 2 and it, it wasn't as dope as the original but it was still a decent project and Banks was up to his tricks once again with his bars now it was tough choosing him over Boldy James and Lupe Fiasco and Jid so that's a testament to how dope Banks really was this year now let's move on to beat of the year now I know a lot of y'all gonna have questions about who the fuck is Rojette Chayette but this guy has been producing some of the best songs released in the calendar year but Let's, let's move on to beat of the year. Let's see what's going on with that. The first beat is Kalani and Justin Bieber, Up at Night, produced by Pop Wansel and Rosette Chayette. I hope that's how you pronounce that man's name. I hope I'm not wrong. Next up, we got First Class by Jack Harlow. Produced by Angel Lopez, Charlie Handsome, Jack Harlow, Rosette Chayette, and Jasper Harris. But yeah, that was a very, very 
tough and controversial choice by me. But anyway, man, first class, fire. Next up, we got Wish I Never by Kehlani, produced by Pop Wansel and Rosette Chayette. As I say, it's not my fault that a dope-ass beat happens to be produced by some of the same people. Dope is dope. I mean, shit, look at the year Mustard popped off in 2014. That nigga got at least five or six in that best produced song category beat of the year i should say and um next up we got not tricking black keys by tory lanes produced by tory lanes play picasso grayscale kk and bounce go hard that beat is incredible definitely detroit inspired especially by the bass line you could tell like our music is having an impact on the industry. Next, we got Pushing P featuring Weezy. I mean, well, by uh, <laughs> Gunna, Young Thug, and Future, produced by Weezy and Juke Wong. I mean, Pushing P is one of the uh, hottest beats this year. It's not my favorite beat, but it, the beat was hot. I mean, it was used at the uh, EBT Hip Hop Awards for everybody to spit to. Last but not least, we got Warm Winds in the Cold World by Rick Ross featuring Wale and Future. Yeah, I never forgot about this beat. And living proof that I didn't forget about it, I put it in the category. So, how I came up with Beat of the Year, I did a Beat of the Year Sweet 16, and probably for the first time ever, the top six seeds in that ended up in the Beat of the Year uh, category. So, this is going to get very ugly. Verse of the Year. All right, we got Kendrick Lamar, the third verse of The Heart Part 5. Obviously, this is when he, you know, put the Nipsey face on. Dope ass verse. Next up, we got J. Cole verse. Second verse on Benny the Butcher's Johnny P's Caddy. Then we got Jay-Z's verse on God Did. The third verse, obviously. And then we got Lil Wayne's verse on DJ Premier's The Root of All. Then we got Benny the Butcher's verse on Rome Streets' Blow for Blow. Then we got Ghostface Killer verse on Kendrick Lamar's Purple Hearts. Let's move on to best club banger. First up, we got Drake Sticky. One of the better moments of honestly, never mind. You know, it took me a while to like to to, to uh, appreciate this this record, but the record is definitely a club banger, hands down. 
Next up, we got Glorilla, Fuck Nigga Free, Let's Go. Now, I did not like the song when it first came out. But however, the shit grew on me, and the whole world loves this shit. Glorilla had a big year, and it's and she's just getting started. Wait till you see what she does next year. Despite Glow not putting out her debut album yet, it's a lot of hype. Um, she has an EP dropping in, uh, I think, um, next month. So I'll be looking forward to it. Um, then we got Lil Baby Right On, which is ridiculous on how Right On did not make uh, the new album, It's Only Me. Right On is fire. Then we got Chris Brown, Iffy, definitely a banger. Then we got Lotto, It's Giving. Then we got King Combs featuring Kodak Black, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. That's an internet sensation. So I'm pretty sure once that shit comes on, all the girls go crazy. Best rap group song. We got City Girls featuring Usher, Good Love. This song is dope. I gotta give it to them and, and how Usher and City Girls utilize that sample, fire. I definitely enjoyed that record. Then we got Big Sean and Hit Boy, What a Life. Already explained how dope that record is. Then we got Quavo and Takeoff featuring Birdman. Big Stunna. Big Stun is definitely one of the top 20 favorite songs of mine released in 2022. Then we got CMG song, Big League. Definitely the best posse cut on that album. Okay, then we got Dreamville featuring 2 Chains and Young Nutty, Barry from Simpson. And then we got French Montana and Harry Fraud featuring Jadakiss and Benny the Butcher, Bricks and Bags. Jesus. That song right there is tough. French and Harry Fraud make a good combination. Not gonna lie. Best rap group album. We got Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. I mean, Earth Gang had a good year. I mean, they actually won an award this year for best rap group for uh, EBT. Nice. They definitely deserve it. They've been busting their ass to get in this industry for quite a while. You know, and Cole picking them up. I don't know, man. Cole is becoming one of the better CEOs in the game right now. Very underrated CEO. Jim Jones and Mano, the Lobby Boys. This album was shockingly surprising. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that mixtape that Uncle Murder and Mano put out a few years ago. And Jim Jones, a well-improved Jim Jones. And, a, and Mano, who has always been the same, Mano always could rap. I never doubted Mano's rapping ability. You know what I'm saying? So, then we got Black Star, 
If y'all unfamiliar about who that is, that's most deaf and Talib Kweli dropping No Fear of Time, the highly anticipated second album from this duo. Damn, you mean to tell me since 1998, that was what? 24 years ago. So almost 25 years, we only got two albums from Most Def and Talib Kweli. Wow. But they were very inspired on this album. Still, still potent lyrically. Then we got Big Boy and Sleepy Brown, Big Sleepover. Very dope-ass album by those two. Then we got Black Soprano Family, which is Benny the Butcher's crew. The album called Long Live DJ Shay. Which is primarily uh, comprised of El Camino, Benny the Butcher, Ricky Hyde, and he. To my knowledge about who's in that group. Those are the only four that I know. So excuse me if I don't know all the members yet. It's only their second body of work. Probably their debut project. Then we got Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz, The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse was very personal and incredible. Just a dope-ass body of work. Best rap group. We got Dreamville, who, as a collective, released a dope-ass mixtape this year. And separately released dope and classic albums, maybe. For some of them. Then we got Griselda. I mean, obviously, that crew just continues to do damage. Definitely one of the top three, four crews in the game. Then we got CMG, obviously, with the acquiring of Mozzie, Glorilla, to go along, and 42 Doug to go along with Black Youngster, Moneybag Yo, and Yo Gotti. The click is strong. Then, you know, despite the pause moment from uh, Big Boogie this year, we're not going to really talk about that. Uh, then we got Quavo and Takeoff. Who says they need Offset? It seems like Quavo and Takeoff are a dope duo. And they were a big surprise this year with their album only built for Infinity Links. Jim Jones and Mano. Definitely well-deserved. Incredible duo. Then we got Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz, who have not only just released The Rise and Fall of the Slaughterhouse, but also released another project called Harbor City Season 1, a dope conceptual album. Combining the cities of Long Beach and New York together. They also obviously have great lyrical ability. The songwriting is a little better. Let's move on to best underground album. One of my favorite categories, of course. Um, if you don't know what that means, that means that albums that were not released on major labels. First up, we got Lupe, Drill Music, and Zion. I already uh, explained why that album is dope. Nas Magic, already explained that. One album that I didn't get into, 
Joey Badass releasing the, the, the sequel to his 1999 debut mixtape, 1999, releasing 2000 in the album form. Joey Badass is all grown up. Joey put together a great group of songs. The songwriting ability was out of here. Now, lyrically, Joey's always going to be nice. He wasn't as lyrically nice as as his previous work. But still, like, nothing horrible on 2000. Of course, Jim Jones and Mano, the Lobby Boys. Then we got Snoop Dogg's return. Snoop Dogg has had a dope year, man. We got Back on Death Row by Snoop Dogg. Very dope album to me. Then, last but not least, we got the young rookie, Rome Streets, Kiss the Ring. As I said, this is one of the more underrated albums this year. Definitely deserves a lot of praise. Comeback Rapper of the Year, we got Tory Lanez, who defied the odds, defied the machine, and started releasing independent projects. And his new project, man, oh man, sorry for what? It's out of here. Production, songwriting, lyrical ability, singing, rapping. That dude is a talent. Even though, you know, he steals a lot of styles, that doesn't take away from how talented he is. Some people steal styles and make it look generic. Tory Lanez doesn't do that. Next up, we got Uncle Snoop, who obviously released three projects in 12 months. Starting with Algorithm, which is a compilation. Then he released his album, Back on Death Row. That gives you some memories of the Death Row days with the production and the features. Then... He released an album called Death Row Summer 2022. Very productive year for Uncle Snoop. Then we got Game, who came back and released a a pretty decent album in Dramatic, Heart vs. Mind. I think the album was dope. Then we got Kevin Gates, who came back with the album Kaza. That project was pretty dope. Joey Badass, I already mentioned. Then we got Killer Cam. Cameron coming out of nowhere. Releasing the album with producer 8-track, You Wasn't There. Well, basically it was an EP. Most Improved Rapper. First up, we got Kodak Black. I mean, his album Back for Everything is Gold. Kodak Black has improved immensely. Because I thought this nigga was ass. I still think he ass. But he a little bit ass. (laughs) Not a lot of ass. (laughs) No ass at all. (laughs) But he definitely improved. Despite my personal opinion of him. Next up, we got Megan Thee Stallion. Megan has improved. You know, she came out. Ever since something for the hotties, 
think something for the hotties was a mixtape. It just wasn't nominated. We're going to talk snubs, too. We, hey, hey, get your popcorn, man. Sit down. Come fuck with your boy. I'm going to be here a minute. But, yeah, Megan's album, Traumazine, her second studio album, was way better than her debut album, Good News. Next up, we got Lotto. Lotto came out with 777, and she delivered a knockout punch. YG. YG improved as far as substance, maturity, and his album, I Got Issues, is pretty damn good, if you ask me. Next up, we got Duke Deuce. Yeah, Duke Deuce, man, he definitely improved as well since his debut project, Duke Nukem. Duke Deuce is a crunk artist. The only one that's, like, really doing it like that, besides Glorilla. I mean, they're from Memphis, so obviously... You know, Memphis low-key invented crunk. So, then we got Russ, who released a dope-ass project this year, man. I always thought Russ was trash. Not gonna lie. I thought he was corny. But, um, damn, what's the name of that album that he released this year? Fuck. Chomp 2. Chomp 2 made me realize that Russ is all right. He's just not really my cup of tea. But I respect Chomp 2, and that shit definitely gets played in my ride. Best produced album, Future, I Never Liked You. Ooh, ATL, Jacob, ATL, Jacob is all I have to say. Gunna, DS Forever. Man, the beats on there was out of control. Jack Harlow, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. I believe that this is the defending champ. So, it's only right that he is included. Although Come Home, The Kids Miss You, missed with a lot of people, didn't miss with me. I think it's a dope project. I love the production on here, man. Top to bottom. Lotto 777. Oh, man. Real one. Fucking sleep, sleep. I mean, goddamn. We can go down the line. You know, and most of the album was co-produced and mixed by Mike Dean. Very interesting. Quavo and Takeoff only built for Infinity Links. It's self-explanatory. You knew those guys was going to pick some banging-ass beats for a very entertaining album. Then, of course, the most dangerous six seed, I think, out of this whole list, Tory Lanez, Sorry For What. The production on here is amazing. Don't be surprised if this motherfucker comes out on top. I'm not playing. Best debut album. All right. Well, we are finally here, y'all. So, we got Rome Streets, Kiss the Ring. Rome Streets. I I, I continue to say this, man. This dude destroyed this album from top to bottom. Conductor, we have a problem. Conductor, we have... That's all I got to say on that. Then we got West Coast artist Simba. Results take time. I think, ain't Simba from the Bay? I think he is from the Bay. I hope I got that right. Or is he from Compton? I think he's from Compton. Fuck. But anyway, results take time. Very introspective album full of substance. And then we got my boy from Flatbush Zombies, Michi Darko's debut album, Gothic Luxury. 
although it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be, you know, he has a he has a lot of edge to him. He's like a rock star. I consider Michi Darko like a rock star in my opinion, man. He has a very unique voice, very unique flow. Speaking of flow, next up we got Flow Millie. You still here, ho? Man. Flo Millie has some catchy ass records, man. And she be snapping. Yeah, she be going, bro. Like, Flo Millie, definitely one of the more underrated female artists in the game. She doesn't get enough of a look. You know, she's not out there fighting other female artists. All she's doing is dropping records. But I fuck with Flo Millie, man. Her album was dope as fuck. You know, just my thoughts on that. Um, then we got Blast debut album, Before You Go. I think Blast is a very unique talent. A little overrated. Just a little, just a little. Don't get mad, don't get mad, don't get mad. I know a lot of y'all don't like that word. As soon as you say something overrated, ooh, y'all get mad. Especially when y'all say Beyonce over it, Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? And shit like that. But, um, y'all, as soon as y'all say some shit like that, boy, y'all niggas get mad. Not saying that when we say these motherfuckers overrated, I'm just, I just said a little. But before you go, it was a decent album. It wasn't what I expected it to be because Blast got a lot of hype last year. Last but not least, an artist that's, you know, not talked about is Beam. He released a project called Alien. Now, me, I heard about him. He was on Beyonce's album, and I was looking for, like, a debut album to put in here, and Alien was the one. Now, here's the problem with Alien. I think it sounds too much like Travis Scott to me. He was clearly, he's been, he was clearly influenced by Travis. And this dude also, you know, is from, uh, I think he's from Africa, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. One of those continents, nigga. But, <laughs> Beam is dope. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of talent. He does different types of music. But, my only issue is, it's a little bit too much Travis Scott. Rookie of the Year, we got... Nardo Wick, whose debut album is gold right now. The only gold artist on this list. Definitely counts for something. Even though me personally, as I explained, explained on the little baby show, I don't I'm not too fond of Nardo Wick as a rapper at all. So obviously, this isn't a biased pick. This is the streets pick. Next up, we got Fabio Foreign. Now, here is the spearhead of Drill, New York Drill. And y'all know how I feel about New York Drill. I absolutely, positively hate it. I hate the sound. I hate the beats. I don't like many of the artists like that. And I'm just keeping it a book. But however, Bible was a surprise. It was surprisingly halfway decent album. 
And the drill music didn't fuck up the vibe for me. Um, next up we got Glorilla. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> nah, just joking. Look, I, as I mentioned earlier, Glorilla rose to fame with the song Fuck Nigga Free. Let's go. And she is working on her debut EP as we speak. But Glorilla's had a big year. Definitely had that collab with Cardi, which we'll get to. Next up, we got Rome Streets. Um, definitely deserving of a Rookie of the Year nod. Already explained why Rome Streets. Then Flo Millie, same thing. Already explained that. Simba. West Coast product. Put out a dope-ass project. Album of the Year. Uh-oh. This is the category y'all been waiting for. Okay, we got Mr. Morale. We got Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. This is a very good project. A lot of substance. Kendrick got really personal on this album with, you know, records like Father Time, Auntie Diaries, Savior. Like, man, this is a very incredible album from top to bottom. Not gonna lie. It's a classic, but not a high tier classic. Kind of like a lower tier classic to me. Not the, uh, it's not a super duper classic or no shit like that, but it's classic nonetheless in my opinion next up we got yo Gotti, cm10 free game side b i definitely view uh side b as better than uh side a and that definitely counts for something since the albums were all the same rating, they're ranked by, you bitch, you guessed it, record sales. We got Jid from Dreamville, The Forever Story. The Forever Story is underrated as fuck. I don't think enough people are talking about how incredible this album is. Like... Dude is underrated as fuck as a, as a rapper, too. Then we got Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. This is a classic album. Like, I knew it once I got done with it. I was like, this is a classic. Then we got Conway, God Don't Make Mistakes. Con well, Conway finally win album of the year. He's been nominated, but he's never been able to, to nab that shit. It's always somebody else coming out, overshadowing him. But God Don't Make Mistakes is a, 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 also a very personal album. Last but not least, we got Lupe Fiasco, Drill Music, and Zion. Now, I know a lot of y'all, it's going to be a lot of controversy. But we'll get to the snubs a little bit later.
best rap song collaboration. Basically, rap songs that have singing on it. So first up, we got Lil Durk and Morgan Wallen, Broadway Girls. Now, I see Morgan Wallen on all of these fucking charts. And turns out he's a country artist. And Lil Durk and Morgan Wallen did their best rendition of Over and Over by Nelly and Tim McGraw on here. Fire. Love Broadway Girls. Um, next, we got Kendrick featuring Blast and Amanda Reifer, Die Hard. It was between this and, uh, uh, what's the, Purple Hearts, with him, Summer, and Ghostface. So, I mean, Die Hard is charting everywhere, so I had to go with the chart topper. Next, we got Khaled featuring Hove, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Friday, and John Legend. Sound like that motherfucker having a seizure when he's singing that shit. But anyway, God did his God did. I mean, that J verse was everything. Everybody else, except Friday and John Legend, they did good too. But anyway, Fabio Foreign featuring Koi LeRae and Queen Najee, Say My Name. Now, I'm not too fond of Queen Najee or Koi LeRae, in my opinion. But Say My Name is a dope-ass song. Gotta give it to Fabio on that one. That almost didn't make it. We got City Girls and Usher once again with Good Love. It's a two-time nominee. Definitely a dope song. Almost a three-time nominee. Almost put that in Best Club Banger. Then, last but not least, we have an underdog in Snoop Dogg featuring October London and Nefertiti Avani with Coming Back. It's a dope-ass record. You guys should really check that out. Definitely worthy of being on this list. Now we got Collab of the Year. Best Collaboration of the Year. First up, we got Lil Durk and Gunner. Oh my God, what happened to Virgil? That shit is okay. I mean, I'm cool with it. I don't hate the song. Uh, then we got Kendrick Lamar and Kodak Black Silent Hill. Banger. Banger. Then we got Cardi B featuring Kanye West and Lil Durk. Hot shit. Then we got DJ Khaled, Drake, and Lil Baby staying alive. Um, a lot of people didn't like this record. I don't understand why. This is a solid song. It's not jumping out the gym, but it's making a layup and a three-pointer. Then we got Benny the Butcher and J. Cole, Johnny P's Caddy. As I said, this is probably my favorite song released in 2022. Right at the crack of the ass of 2022. Released in January. Then we got... Last minute add-in, Freddie Gibbs and Moneybag Yo, rocks on a nigga wrist too much. That record is catchy. Very dangerous six seed, I might add. Um, Remix of the year, we got Lotto featuring Mariah Carey and DJ Khaled. Big energy remix. Fire. All I can really say.
Then we got Nardo Wick featuring G Herbo, Lil Durk, and 21 Savage, Who Won't Smoke Remix. Probably the dopest record that Nardo Wick has. No doubt. Then we got Glorilla featuring Cardi B tomorrow, too. Everybody talking about Cardi verse, man. Woo! That's smoke right there. That verse is smoke. Definitely a shot at you know who. Then we got DJ Khaled featuring Kanye West and Eminem. Use this gospel remix. Who'd have thought Eminem could rap to that song? And the crazy part is, I don't think he cursed. I don't think he cursed one time. That's amazing. As much as Eminem cusses, she. Then we got Summer Walker featuring Cardi B and SZA, No Love Remix. I mean, I prefer the original one, but the remix is solid. Then we got Megan Thee Stallion featuring Lil' Kim, Plan B Remix. <laughs> Bigfoot. I can't get over Nicki Minaj calling that lady Bigfoot. Leave that lady alone, man. That lady been too. <laughs> Come on, Onika, stall them out. <laughs> Song of the year. Oh, boy. It's another one y'all been waiting for. So we got Jack Harlow, First Class. I mean, the guys and the girls enjoy it. It's a song that guys can listen to, girls can listen to, kids can listen to. Great production. I mean, what more do you want? And obviously... Once again, this is done by the record sales. Ranked by the record sales, ladies and gentlemen. Then we got Gunner featuring featuring Young Thug, Pushing P, Pushing T, Pushing T, Pushing P, Pushing T. Then we got Future featuring Drake and Tim. Yeah, we got that bullshit. Um, then we got Kodak Black, Super Gremlin. We gotta be super done. My name again. <laughs> hey, that nigga Kodak Black mad as fuck about losing the lotto. <laughs> Man, that fucking light game, that meek bitch always man, that bitch win for one long link. Be there and wait for me, I help so. <laughs> then we got Drake and 21 Savage, Jimmy Cooks. Easily the best song on Honestly Nevermind. On that garbage ass shit. Next, we got Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5. Incredible record. Definitely gonna be a hard six seed. Producer of the year. Uh-oh. So, we got Hit Boy. Hit Boy's been everywhere. Enough respect, dude. I mean, Hit Boy producing whole projects. And I heard him and Benny are back in the studio doing Burden of Proof 2. Allegedly, from the streets. Mike Dean, this motherfucker has had his handprints on damn near 
Every album release, goddammit. He gonna be tough to take out. Then we got Hitmaker, who has his hands on the radio. All the radio hits have Hitmaker. Most of the R&B shit niggas have Hitmaker. Then we got the Streets Champion, ATL Jacob, ATL Jacob. Man, he's had a big year. That's another motherfucker I view as a tough one to take out. Then we got D-Mile. I don't think that y'all are aware of what D-Mile has produced. This nigga produced the whole Silk Sonic joint. The whole, damn near the whole Lucky Day joint. And he's produced various other songs for various other artists. That dude is a beast. Rojette Chayad. Last but not least, the guy I mentioned earlier in Beat of the Year. He's got three beats on the Beat of the Year. He's done some great production. Produced arguably the biggest song of the year in uh, first class. He's going to be one tough cookie to take out. Then, MVP, MVP, all right, first off, this is ranked by record sales, Future, you got Future, Future's had a big year, he released what I view, I view, y'all, don't, 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 don't drag me in my, in my goddamn Twitter, don't drag me in my Instagram DMs. Don't drag me in my Facebook DMs, cuz. Future put out his best album this year. Yes, it's better than Dirty Sprite 2. Y'all niggas are stuck on that old ass shit. Fuck that. It's a new day. I Never Liked You. Great album. Great album. It's not a classic, but it's his best work. Then we got Lil Dirk. We got Dirkio. Dirt. Hot Fire. I mean, he, his album was pretty decent. Not mad at that. Yeah, buddy. So, Dirk has had a good year. Platinum artist. Well, Future's Platinum, too. Then we got Gunna. Free, free Gunna. I think if Gunna was out, he would have had the best-selling album this year if he was out. Even though DS Forever is not the best album I heard this year, it's kind of disappointing to me. After Wanna, I expected him to take the next step, and he did not meet my expectations on the album. But that doesn't mean that he isn't worthy of MVP status. He had a lot of big collabs, features, and put out an album. The first album this year. Actually, next we got Kendrick Lamar. I mean, Kendrick Lamar's been consistent for quite a while. His album is dope. Put out a classic this year. Great album. Sold the records. What more can you ask for? Then we got Jack Harlow. Who is gold right now? Who will probably be platinum at the end of the year? Then, last but not least, last minute add in was Lil Baby. But yeah, man, we got um, 
Lil Baby at number six. Recently added. Dropped his new album, It's Only Me, today. I'm pretty sure it's going to have a very big first week. Lil Baby been dropping singles all year. Hasn't been the most consistent, nigga. But the album is pretty damn good, if you ask me. It's solid. Overall. Now. Let's get to the snubs. Let's get to the snubs and why. Okay. So, obviously, Ransom and Rome Streets put out a project called Coupe de Gras. Definitely one of the albums I felt like I snubbed for best rap group. But no one was expecting Jim Jones and Mano to drop, drop a dope project like that. Something for the hotties, Megan Thee Stallion's mixtape crazy definitely a crazy omission the harder they fall soundtrack I felt like was a snub um let's see good morning gorgeous by Mary J Blige I want to acknowledge that album I love that album, man. It's dope as hell. But it didn't make the R&B albums. I mean, it was just too tight between Mooney Long and, and Mary. Ugh. Yeah. Very tough. Definitely uh, want to acknowledge Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4, and Pusha T is Almost Dry for album of the year. You know... They were in a tough situation. As I said, the six albums that I have in Album of the Year are rated a 93. And they just missed. Definitely want to acknowledge the late great Fife Dogs album forever. Almost made best underground album, but you know how it go. Definitely want to acknowledge the underrated Vince Staples Ramona Park broke my heart. That was a dope album. Um, let's see what else. I want to acknowledge Dreezy's album Hit Girl. Despite it not being as great as it could have been, I like the project. I want to acknowledge Logic's album, Vinyl Days. Man, that album was very dope. Again, it's like Pusha T and Benny. Just a victim of a very good year in, in, in rap music. But Logic, Vinyl Days, I definitely want to acknowledge. It's definitely album of the year caliber. Acknowledge French Montana, Montega, album with Harry Fraud. Could have been in best produced album, could have been best rap group. He is nominated though. But you know, I'm addressing the snubs here. Nashe EP by Tanache. Fire. 
Pillow Talk by Tink. Definitely want to acknowledge that project. R&B and non-hip-hop was just too tight for Tink to sneak in. Very rough decision on that. Of course, I want to acknowledge Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz, or King Crooked, whatever. Harbor City Season 1, that was a very good concept album. Also want to acknowledge the Isley Brothers, Make Me Say It Again, Girl, I, I the album. Again, R&B is just way entirely too tight. Other than that, that's my show. We are done with the 2022 King Known Awards nominees. And yes, Monday, October the 17th, we will be announcing the winners. And the winner is 